welcome to the something episode of, uh, it may be very well be the first episode of Chainsaw Buffet, and it may be the fourth episode. We don't it, know at this point. Or it may end up on the editing room floor, who knows. And in that case, you don't even need to bother with this part. This doesn't uh, exist. Move I'm Mike, on. and I'm here with Dylan. Uh, we're in a Howard Johnson on the road. Gonna try and do a podcast from here. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, this is a motherfucking broadcast. Fuck the podcast, because fuck that fruit company, right? Yes. So, I am ripping off ideas from other podcasts to do this, and one thing I'm just blatantly ripping off is, is doing some drink testing at the beginning. And you're you're so, actually ripping off uh, Chainsaw Buffet itself, because uh, we actually did an energy drink test, although Chad has not, um, Chad has not posted it yet, and I blame him. So, it's original because we haven't posted it yet. It's our idea. It we came original. up with it first. Unless we don't post this first. So, I ran and got some uh, energy drinks here. I, I've never personally, I, I don't drink energy drinks. Uh, I drink coffee. I, I get my caffeine like a man. Like a man yeah. should. I got these Rockstar Juiced. They got these um, insane cans. So, uh, I, got this, I got energy plus juice. Just, just what you fucking want in a rock in a drink, you know. I want energy and I want it in liquid form. Um, I got pomegranate because you know there there are some. Uh, I I guess you know if you're slightly questioning your sexuality, you may want some pomegranate energy drink. I like drinks. pomegranate. What what are, what are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything. Okay. Um, are you Canadian too? No. Um, and then we got energy and guava. What the hell is guava? Isn't that like an energy thing itself? Maybe thinking of guarna or whatever it's called. It doesn't matter. It starts with a G, and it uh, people don't know what it what, means. What does the um, the Hare Krishnas or whatever say? Like Garanga or something? Is that like close? I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. What, what are you feeling first here? I don't know. Well, let's break I, uh, out the pomegranate. We'll just start sure. there. Um, incidentally, three energy drinks is a little low, considering we had like two Walmart bags full of energy drinks on our taste test, which... Uh, that's actually enough uh, enough caffeine to make a moose's heart explode, which is actually the international standard unit for uh, caffeine, if you didn't know that. So is it rated, like, per moose or all that? Well, it's got – it definitely has a fruity bouquet to it. Yep. I'll, I'll give the pomegranate that. So here goes. It's okay. It's like a – like a big red somebody – Fucking poured some fruit juice in, kind of. Uh, I don't know. What's it reminding you of? It's kind of like pomegranate. I mean, I've definitely got that flavor in there, but um, it's just not. Something's different. I, I don't. I don't think this is real pomegranate juice. Are you, no, are you saying fifty percent juice? Fifty percent energy. We got we. <laughs> They gave us 150%. I'm not sure how you can do that. Um, so, poor planning on my part here, because i got, like, these cups we've got to reuse. So now we have to, like, chug the energy drink to go to the next drink. So, chug. And oh, quaint. I feel about, more extreme already. Yeah. Thinking about hearts exploding and chugging energy drink. So, um... We're going to have a little pomegranate flavor and everything else. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm a little hesitant on the guava. I'll save that one for last. We're going to go with the energy and juice. 
it's it's purple. I it, it should taste like grape. That's that's the way these the things guava. Are. Yeah, the guava is purple. Um, this one is orange colored, uh, but it just says energy and juice. Oh wait, no, it does say on the star. It says mango, orange, and passion fruit. Okay. Whoa, that is some thick ass. Like, it has a mucus-like consistency. I'll give you a little more there. Um, so this is like Mountain Dew syrup without the water added? It definitely has a citrus smell, like hardcore. Oh, my God. Dude, that's... Wow. Good, bad. Like, if the energy doesn't kick you in the ass, that taste will. That's... um. That's definitely some orange and mango and passion fruit blend right there. That's uh, that's what you want in an orange and mango passion fruit blend drink, is um, and an extreme citrus backwash. Extreme citrus backwash. Hmm. I can just keep doing that as you describe it. Cause yeah, just, I got just be the announcer, dude. Just like, oh, Sunday, man. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give a thumbs down to the orange here. Like this is this is taking some effort to empty this cup. Eh, it's okay. Of course, I'm not picky. And, and I should be clear, I'm not a soda drinker either. Yeah. So the energy drinks being carbonated, double strength, double size. What it says on the can. Double strength is compared to what? Well, if it was half the size, it'd be half the strength, right? So it's like four times as much as... It, it's like power levels in anime. All right, let's what are you comparing it against? What, what, what is the base unit of power? Um, uh, Moose's heart exploding. The um, Let's get this over with. This was a bad idea. Let's finish this last one. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's pink. It's like champagne pink. It's not just pink. It's like two men should not be in a hotel room drinking something of this color. Wow. I don't... Um... I suddenly feel horrible on that. No, surprisingly, I'm not. Uh, I'm not opposed to the guava. Um, guava, the star says it's bigger, faster, stronger. Um, Wait, that's the six million dollar man. This is what he drank. Apparently, this is six million dollar man juice right here. This is what uh, if if you milked a six million dollar man, <laughs> you would get um, energy you squeezed guava. Squeezed him out. Squeezed him out. Definitely not the right topic to be talking about drinking this. Um, I mean, I like know. some sort of giant ringer. Yeah, that's not even there. <clears throat> that uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some Blue of this Major's guava. Blood. I'm gonna have some of this guava during this podcast. Uh, part of the reason buying the energy podcast, uh, the energy drinks, was that I was worried. You know, we may be too tired, um, drug out because we're we're kind of here at a conference, and um, you know, fucking Nathan's not here, right? So he totally yep. failed to uh, get here some crap about his job. I don't know. In fact, you probably don't even know who Nathan is, depending on uh, when this airs. He's not made a podcast yet, has he? He has not made a podcast. Although he may be technically on the first podcast, because this one may hit the cutting floor, so... Who knows? That's how time works when you do podcasts. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, There is this kid... um, Does he have a name? Blake. I know exactly where you're going. You know where I'm going with this. You saw this. So um, I was hoping when I saw this earlier in the week that it would sit until we did the podcast, but it's been all over all the sites. 
Um, so Blake, right, convinced his parents to let him drop out of high school to play Guitar Hero. Right. Um, uh... and, and the best line of the articles are not that, um, you know, he, he did that with this stupid in and of itself. As an article, it's that his parents said we couldn't take the complaining anymore. Wow, just given that the... So, like, like you're, you're a parent now, you know, and, like, your child, Dylan, has come to you, like, hi, Dad. Um, I, I don't, like, that's me as your child. Yes. I, 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 school sucks, Dad. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to play Guitar Hero. By this point, we're on, like, Guitar Hero 50 and, uh, you know... No, it's like Guitar Hero Aerosmith. He's even holding, like, an Aerosmith guitar in the, in, in the photos. So it's just, it's just, like, right now. Like, alternate universe. Alternate universe. Okay. Yeah. Um... Man, it's kind of funny, because that would be kind of cool in one sense. That, uh, are you, are you kid... talking to me, Dad, that way? Or are no, you no, talking... I'm, I'm analyzing. I'm not talking to you. Oh, this is I'm, mental I'm... conversation of Dad? Dad's yes. mental thoughts. This is this is me trying to put myself into that alternate reality. It's kind of cool, because uh, your kid likes Guitar Hero, instead of um, you know doing something that would be disappointing to me, like uh, wanting to play football. Or, uh, so you going to let me do it, Dad? I can drop out of high school? No, I'm not going to let you do it. Oh, what, what the fuck is double standard? What's the double standard? What do you mean, what's the double standard? You're going to let your kid, like, talk to you that way, too? You're going to be like, what the fuck? No. What the fuck, Dad? I don't know. Dad, I would be blow a me. I'm going to play Guitar Hero. I would Hero. be a terrible parent. <laughs> uh, you're you're failing at this at so many yes, levels right I do. now. As I do with many things. But, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just don't a bad get it, Dad. You don't get it. You don't get how cool Guitar Hero is. I can make a living at this, Dad. Yeah, yeah. What, like, what year in school is he? Um, he w- he is a uh, sophomore, I think. I'm pretty sophomore sure guitar, guitar Hero will be around in two years. I'm pretty sure Guitar Hero will be... Professional gaming will probably be around in two years. If it isn't, then uh, this is a poor career choice anyway. Well, yeah, because, I mean... Oh, now I'm not, I'm not your son anymore. Yeah, no, um, I'm just... I'm, I'm... The, uh, uh, well, i got to keep the listeners at home engaged in what's going on, because they're like, yes. what the hell? Uh, You're switching character. You're supposed to use a different voice when you do that, uh, I gotta work on the voices. Yes. So, uh, the he's made like a thousand dollars, but it's not like in cash. He's made it in um, was it only a thousand dollars and like winning an Xbox at a tournament and stuff like that. So he's like got a thousand dollars total. And that there's another programmer in the story. I forget who, like one of the Quake guys or something, and he's made like twenty five thousand um, dollars. I think that's his entire career. Like, Fatality, I think is the name of one of them or something. Yeah. Um, and he's made like $25,000 his entire career. So so that's all you can aspire to be. That is your limit. And that's assuming, that's assuming that professional gaming actually remains viable. I mean, it's something I know about, but I don't follow. And I'm kind of wondering if, you know, it's going to hit a peak and then... You know, well, how are you going to... This kid will be left with the ability to, uh, you know... How are you going to make money? Because have you ever watched somebody play Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Yes. You know, just just watch them. And it is so dull and boring you to sit there to and play. watch. You, you want, want to play. play. When you so play, bad. it's awesome. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm whipping out these riffs, man. I am awesome. I am rocking. We are feeling it. But when you look at the guy, you just stand there, like, clicking some buttons, and, and nothing's going on. Yeah, it, it, does, it does indeed tend to promote the... Uh, Delusion that you have musical talent. So, uh... so I tagged a bunch of gaming news site stuff, right? And um, one of the sites I read, Gaming Politics, 
right? So it kind of mixes the political and the gaming and all the filtering stuff like that. But I just could not let this go. Like, I didn't want to talk about politics on the podcast, but this is too good. It's not to talk about. Yeah. Um, so during, like, some press conference, uh, McCain uh, or somebody, let's see. So what was going on here? Um, where they were questioning McCain and his, um, trying to find the story. I'm going to edit a bunch of this anyway, so it's a bunch of dead air we're editing out. All right, okay, so, uh, McCain has some story in 1973 about, uh, when, or he was released in 1973 as a POW, and one guy in the camp, like, drew a cross in, in, in the camp on the ground and, and, you know, that got him through it or some, some kind of, you know, story that nature. And, uh, people have like called, called him out on that. Said, no, dude, that came from this story, that book. There's a book out here by some other dude. That's not an original story. That, that I don't care about. I'm probably even messing up that. That's not what the, the quote here is about. The quote is that when a McCain aide, Michael Goldfarb here, that's his name, dude, Michael Goldfarb, um, in a message posted on the campaign website Monday, which is irrelevant because we never know when this podcast is going to come out, so some Monday um, said that uh, it may be typical of the pro-Obama Dungeons and Dragons crowd to disparage a fellow countryman's memory of war from the comfort of their mom's basement, but most Americans have the humility and gratitude and respect to learn from the memories of the men who suffered in heaven. And the first thing I have along with them uh, you know, with, with this, Mr. Goldfarb there, is fuck you, I'm not in the basement anymore, okay? <laughs> like, I don't live in the basement. Actually, I spend a lot of time in the basement. It's not so. mom's basement. It's not mom's basement. It is a rented house, uh, yeah, and I do play Dungeons & Dragons, so, uh... Well, yeah, we, we do that, but, um... So, so I guess, does Dungeons & Dragons make you a Democrat? Are you a liberal? I would not consider myself a liberal. I would consider Dungeons & Dragons, like, more conservative. Actually, not even conservative. It's more totalitarian dictatorship because you're like a dungeon master, and he makes the fucking rules. It is true. I mean, and you could be like, "Hey, dude, you know, like I totally like knife you in the back," and he's like, "No, you didn't. I'm the dungeon master, and roll for that." That depends on how much of a rule saw you are. It, it, it really depends on the wizards makes the rules. It's up to the dungeon master to to determine uh, how those are implemented. So uh, you gotta you get a whole other level there of uh, you know, does the uh, is he a benevolent dictator, or is he, you know, Joseph Stalin? Yeah, does he go along with uh, Watsi, or does he uh, say, uh, screw you, I'm going to run this game my own way? So, um, what the hell does that make you? Maybe, like, libertarian, where does that put, like, the Dungeons and Dragons? Where does that put me, or where does, does that, that put You're a communist, the... I guess, right? I don't, I don't know. You're good, good for the party, right? Mm-hmm. You do everything for the party. That's I don't, uh, I Dungeon think... Dungeon Dragon players are communists, because they do everything for the party. Just like the open source people. The open source people. Communists. Communists, All of them. All right. But, uh, no, I I don't know. I I don't think Dungeons & Dragons players care about about politics that much because, uh, you know, does it get you loot? No. Does it get you awesome powers? No. Does it let you kill a dragon? No. So I should have mentioned this when uh, I was talking about the uh, kid... Yes, the guitar, guitar hero. Guy. But apparently, this parent nailed his child's Xbox to a tree. I think I saw something about that. I didn't see why. I just saw the picture. Um, I'm not sure. He like got like his final warning, uh, and 
like came home that day and mom's like, what's going on? And, and, and the kid was like, check out daddy's artwork in the back. And he had like nailed, although I saw the picture and it was a classic Xbox. So I'm like, eh, if dad nailed a 360 to the tree, dad would be like right on dad. Like you're willing to shove a nail through $600 with the hardware. Um, just to prove a point to your son, like, you need to be the parent of the Guitar Hero kid. Like, he, you should adopt him and then nail his Guitar Hero controllers out to a tree. You know? I don't know that I'd be that severe. I mean, you can't do that. You can't nail things to trees? Dude, I could nail... Could... We have a great history of the world of nailing shit to trees, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, I don't know that I could nail a Guitar Hero you controller can nail... to a tree. You know, a placard to a tree and start a religion, or you could nail a dude to a tree and kind of start a religion. Like, like there's probably an Xbox religion because we nailed an Xbox to a tree. If you nail something to a tree, you can start a religion. The Xbox died for your gaming sins, or what? Well, the Guitar Hero controllers probably could, you know. Uh, and they're already Guitar Gods. So. Blasphemy! Oh, so, I, I really should have mentioned that one earlier, but... That's, uh, uh, that is a little bizarre. I'm not sure what that's going to accomplish... Especially since the parents, in theory, bought that for their kid, like, six or seven years ago. Yeah, that's, that's just it. Like, if it was a new console, um... You're out 80 bucks, you know? An old console? Who cares? Like, the kid probably wasn't playing it that much anyway. Like, he's playing the 360 over to his friend's house. Like, dude, I wish I had one of these. You know? But Dad would or just nail it to the tree. Or whatever he did. Yeah. Like, that would, uh... That would suck. You know, my parents would have taken away the games. They would have been totally more rational about that. My parents, when we had the 8-bit Nintendo, they took away the games. They just didn't let us play. You know, just, just do not have to play. That's it, you're grounded. Kids don't ground it. What's grounded anymore, you know? That's true, especially since kids have this stuff in their rooms now. I mean, back in the day, I had to fight my parents uh, to play the, uh, you know, because we had the one TV, you know? This, you watch uh, TV there, you, uh, you play Nintendo there. This guava, man, is, it's hitting me hard. And, like, you, if you have, like, one of them little vomit burps, little burps, you know, the guava coming back up, man, it's kind of nasty. Burps? Did we just coin a term, or is this something I haven't heard? I, I think I've heard that before. I don't think we can take okay. credit for verp. Um, maybe it's a sniglet. I don't know. Nobody that's listening to this podcast even knows what a sniglet is. Really? Probably. I'm, I'm just assuming, you know. Okay, I thought I was too, behind the curb. You, you don't know what a sniglet is, or you do? I don't know what a sniglet you is. You don't even see, so no one would know what a sniglet is. Where did they come is. from? Sniglets used to be a, a skit on Saturday Night Live. Um, and they would, like, come up with words that define common things. Like, one that has always stuck with me, like, if you're looking in the mall, and you're on the little you are here map, right? And they have that little, you know, here's you are. That's a hieroglyph. Hieroglyph? Hieroglyph. 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 Okay. Right? So that's what Sniglets were. And I, I, one of the bigger SNL comedians was doing that. And then they published a couple of books of Sniglets, too. Um, so now the world knows what Sniglets are. Right. The three people that are listening to this podcast, though. The more you know, or uh, knowing is half the battle, or whatever. So here's just, uh, it, it's a story that um, comes up time and time again. There's a book out called uh, The Dumbest Generation, and how the, dim- how the digital age stupefies young Americans and jeopardizes our future, or don't trust anyone under 30. That's the name title of the book. Which, first of all, I'm, like, I'm over 30, so I'm like, well, they're not talking about me, but they totally are talking about me. Yeah. yeah, it's not necessarily how old you are, but uh, how old you act. There are 20-somethings that uh, would probably be on the other side of that. Potentially, I mean, this podcast is part of the problem. 
at least according to these people, it would be part of the problem. Like, we are stupefying somebody. But are we really? You know, I, I, I hear these arguments and, and people are talking all the time that, you know, we're, we just do too much and we don't get enough done. You know, we're, we're constantly distracted. We're constantly distracted. I can buy that. But... I, I kind of can buy that, but at the same time, I don't watch TV. I read blogs. So I would rank TV much lower on the IQ chart of, like, things that help your brain. TV's way down there versus when I'm reading a ton of blogs and leaving comments and participating or, um, you know, even even YouTube. Like, I would rank above television. Just because, because you can search and post things. And, and it's kind of linked. I mean, there's kind of a social kind of aspect to it. So somebody links me to something, like, you suck at Photoshop, and then I watch you suck at Photoshop, um... Just hilarious, and if you haven't seen it, then after you get done listening to this podcast, go watch. You second, but do not pause this podcast. Yeah, that I feel. I actually feel like I should uh, now name some of uh, my favorite videos that I've seen, like a real podcaster does. Oh, really? Yeah, like, roll it's, them out uh, right here. Uh, the Lazar Collection. Um, that uh, that's hilarious. Have you? No, I haven't. That one's new to me. Um, all you need to know is uh, I'm a far in my laser. Blah. I'm a fire on my laser. Yes. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Um, I, I sent. Did I send to you the um, the legend of Neil? Yes. Those are hilarious. That is excellent. Those those are excellent. If you ever check those out, it's a legend of Zelda style parody. And of course, we've actually got some uh, videos up on YouTube. Uh, me almost dying on a motorcycle. Uh, that's under uh, Chainsaw Buffet. Nathan lighting. Nathan and uh, a couple of our other friends lighting things on fire, like you know. The, the railing on the porch. Or oh, okay. I was totally waiting for you to say farts. Like there. I was like, wait. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to I'm gonna have to rethink my participation in uh, Chainsaw Buffet on that. So, I, I don't know. This whole dumbest generation thing, it's like, you guys did dumb shit. I mean, I'm talking you guys being older people. Older yeah. people, you did dumb shit. My dad tells the me 60s. of dumb shit. The 60s were dumb shit. It was a, a, a decade of, of dumb shit, right? So... And and their parents were you know complaining about the same things you know rock and so, roll yeah the get over it. We're, we're we're moving on yeah um, I could probably rant on that for a while if I if I really got started but they have a point but they don't have a point yeah it's it's cyclical it's life um, you're old sorry did you see this I, I first saw this on Kotaku uh, but did you see this space invaders over the twin towers. I did not see this. So some dude went out, thought it would be a good idea, right? And it's a game of Space Invaders, and they're coming down on top of the Twin Towers, the 9-11 Towers, right? They're coming down the World Trade Center. And and as they're coming down, they're dropping little, you know, the, the Space Invaders shoot little uh, lasers as they fly down. It's hard to call those things lasers because they're like two yeah. big pixels. Um, oh, I think I see where this is going. But, but they going. hit the building, and they put holes in the building, and basically they get to the ground, and they blow up the towers. And let me guess, they use actual video. No, no, no. It's all okay. 8-bit Atari style. Okay. That's where I thought this was going. It would be like the uh, Super Columbine RPG or whatever. You know, just offensive to be offensive. But uh, at the same time, wait, what's the point of this? Well, I guess, I, I don't know. What do you think this is? Is this like, well, it's a game, it's art, it's expression, or it's like, whoa, dude, what, what the hell is wrong with you, man? That's not even cool. I would say... Yeah. Game art expression that 
that doesn't even fall under, you know, our game's art. That falls under what was the purpose in doing this. If it's an 8-bit Twin Towers, how do you even know that's the, you know, what's the... I think because the title of the game is um, Eight-bit Twin Space Towers. Invaders Attack the World Trade Center. It's the title of the game, so... Yeah, you look at it and you're like, what the hell are those? But then you read the title of the game is Space Invaders Attack the World Trade oh. Center. Then, then you know. I, I'm, I'm going to put that in the uh, the column of uh, just offensive to be offensive. Surely, because what's the point? So, like, is there is there a game involving a World Trade Center that you can make? Or is that just... Is there a place you can't go as a game maker? Involving the World Trade Center? I mean, is there topics or things that are just, you know... for Forget that. You can't do that. That's. I don't know. I mean, arguably, we've probably hit that point with you know all the World War II games because you know someone's got to be the bad guy, and uh, you know, I'm sure to Americans it's not as obvious how odd that is. But say to well, someone who's playing in games, Japan, and, and the Nazis have like, they're they're not appearing anymore. You're fighting faceless enemies now. Um, even in the World War II era games. And like Bionic Commando Rion that just launched, right? Right. Famous in the 80s for Hitler. Right. Okay, so... Because the, the Nazis are the world's first supervillains. They, they are at that. Give them the credit for that. Actually, Germany both times, right? Yeah. You know? Try to um, take over the world and... Uh... You let Germany have some arms and a military and you're just asking for a world war. But um, the... The first one was very famous because, and in Japan, the Bonnet Commander that came out in Japan, it was the Nazis. They were called the Nazis. They had the swastika in the game. They had Hitler in the game. When it came to the States, Nintendo, which has always been very censorship heavy, yeah, made them pull that out. And they put a, a, an albatross, a bird, right, in, in the logo. But it was still very obvious it was Nazi. And the dude at the end, they called Master D in the original one. Um, but he was Hitler. He had a little Hitler mustache. It, it was Hitler. The, the storyline in the game is that you're fighting these, um, well, what are basically neo-Nazis, and yeah. because it's in the future, you know, because you didn't have bionic arms, right, to be bionic commandos in the past. back in the day, right? So it's got to be in the future. But you're fighting this retro army, and you know, the future kind of sucks because they don't really have any modernized, like, there's just the bionic arm dude. I can't jump or anything. But they're reviving Hitler. Like, like they find, like, some plans to build, like, the Albatross, build this massive attack vehicle, um, and they're at the same time reviving what they call in the, the stateside version Master D. But he was Hitler, because he got on the screen, he had the mustache, he, he had the guy like it was Hitler, and you knew that was Hitler. Well, in the Bionic Commando Rearm, the remake they just released for the X6, uh, Xbox 360 and the PlayStation, and they can download on PC, too. Um, he's not Hitler anymore. And they, they're really careful to try to not piss me off by re-editing this game. Like, hey, we kowtowed down to the, the, the politically correct crowd. Um, and so when you see what's supposed to be Hitler in the revive tank, now he has a um, mask, a, a medical mask, over his mouth. So you can't tell who it is. So, like, his face kind of reminds you of Hitler, but he didn't have, you know, the trademark Hitler stash, which, which unfortunately, you know, that's not really like a Hitler stash, right? Because, like, so, Charlie wait, wait. Chapman had one, but it is now. Like, if you have that, like, you're a Hitler. Like, I, you know, sorry. There's, like, some things. You can't have a swastika up without being a Nazi, and the stash is Hitler. Some things, just, sorry, that's the way life is. But, you know, it's, it's, so they're even pulling that out, to bring us back where we're talking, they're even pulling that out of the current games. And, like, you know, Battlefield Bad Company, I just played that, and you're just fighting a nondescript 
possibly Middle East. We don't really know villain. Yeah, I'd say that subject is a little more touchy than uh, you know whether they use Hitler or not for for different reasons. Um, are we held up to a different standard? I mean, are games like we like we write games. Are games held up to a different standard? Whereas a book, obviously, a book go anywhere. You know, there's no problems with a book about any subject, any top that could be written that you know would be out there. Uh, the book may be controversial, but it's not universally either banned or self-regulated like the games are. Like you just don't find. Uh, but movies, you know, I mean, um, Three Kings, I think was the name of the movie, came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that's been like five or six years, actually. Yeah, yeah, so it was, it was the first Gulf War. It's very poignant about uh, United States telling from Saudi Arabia, telling the Iraqis, you know, revolt, lead the revolution, and we'll be there to help you, and then we kick Iraq out of Saudi Arabia, and then we didn't come across. And now we've got all these guys that have revolted, now getting executed, you know, for revolting, and we didn't deliver on their side. It was just a, a tactical maneuver domestically. And the movie hits on a lot of that. Even though it's kind of a comedy, kind of an action movie, there are points where you're like, whoa, you, you, you're working a message in here. you got a statement. You know, honestly, I haven't noticed it that much. It, it is funny that you... There is that difference between games where, you know, Nintendo... I'm sure it's coming from the game publishers themselves that just don't want to touch it for whatever reason. I don't think it's being banned outright. Um, Look at GTA, right? So GTA can do all the sex and... I mean, and they're edgy. You know, they're in that haven. But Rockstar, the developers, are like, you know, screw you guys. We're going to do what we want to do that makes a good game, right? Yeah. But are they touching an edgy topic, or is it just... You know, they're pissing off the Christian conservative base, really. They're not hitting an edgy topic that's really edgy. Like the World Trade Center, Space Invaders blowing up the World Trade Center. Or, I mean, imagine a game that you play a terrorist. That would be... That would be. Although, I think... Um, like, that's the game. You play the terrorist, get in and blow up the World Trade Center. And the poor guy that makes that game, if a guy makes that game, I mean, I, I he would be in for fear of his life. But why would someone make that game? I mean, what point could you possibly have in making that game? I mean, what what sort of message are you going to be conveying by that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's attempting to convey the other side of the story. Because there's always, you know, three sides to every story. There's yours, mine, and the truth. So maybe he's... Yeah, that's, that's probably a bad example. I mean, like I said, a better example would probably be, you know, Japan or Germany in World War II... Um, terrorists, you can't really, like... Is it just a years thing? Is it just our kids will be playing the World Trade Center terrorist game? Uh, it won't be... I don't know. No, no, I think... Because the... they're having World War II games where you play Nazis. Yeah, but the difference there is, you know, if you're a soldier in a war, you know, you're, you're not necessarily the ones making the decision. You're not... It, it's not as massive an action as, you know... A terrorist game would be, you know, you're. There's a big difference between going to war for your country and uh, you know deciding to get in a plane and you know, fly it into a building. It's, but I guess uh, uh, not so much. I mean, you could look at it like the, these guys were in, taking orders from their cell, their terrorist cell, thing. And that's not so much what I'm, I'm curious about, like the difference in the games. But why is it? Those games, really, they think it couldn't be made. Like, nobody would publish them. They couldn't be made. They're an off-limit topic. Well, now, if... I think the better comparison would be, like, say you were playing, you know, an Iraqi in Iraq. That... That game... 
if there, I think I read an article somewhere about uh, you know developers in the Middle East that yeah there are people making these games and you know obviously not for American markets just like again games Americans make. True, true. I mean, it may just be the yeah. It, so this is kind of an American focused yeah. question. Um, there may be these games existing in non-American markets already. I, I think it has. It's partly the time issue, but also I think it's a the the subject matter is similar, but in some ways it's so completely different that you couldn't do the exact same type of game. But but the the games you you know the games you mentioned like the uh, Space Invaders. That's not trying to make a point. I mean, that yeah, is actually... It's really hard for me to look at this game and say, do you have a point? Do you, do you, do you have a message? Oh, I, I see the message. I don't agree with it. I can't even see a message. Like, Space Invaders? Like, what I think do they have are, to do? I mean, these are the people... I mean, I, I've seen things about the whole, you know, our game's art debate. And I, I would actually argue that these people are hurting that more than they're helping it. I mean, they may think they're uh, fighting back against censorship or whatever, but... You know. Do we even want that? I mean, do we even want that? Like, no, don't put games in the art category. They're not um, films with statements. They're not um, paintings that we look at. But they're interactive. We play them. A game, we have fun. We play a game to have fun and, and be entertained interactively. Um, not That's not art. Well, not necessarily. I mean, games, games are like movies or anything else. There's a lot of movies out there that... Uh, you watch that, uh, you know, comedy's not not going to go down as, you know, a great work of art or doesn't have a great message behind it. And then there are movies that that's all they are. And, you know, it's just the breadth of the medium, not not something you can pigeonhole. Speaking of, of uh, tons of, of gaming, right? So you, you blogged like 10 hours the other day on Wii Fit. Yes. Dude, you know that's not a game, right? I, wait, what? You know that's not a game, right? We Fit is not a game. It's not, not really a game, no. So, so what What's did you do point? for ten hours? I mean, was this like ten hours of Downward Dog? What were you doing? <laughs> wow, that sounds terrible. It, Take it, it does, out of which is why I'm curious to know. No, actually, um, I got We Fit a couple months ago. I've played it off and on. I can't really say it's made a difference, although, really, and this is, uh, I guess yeah, it made was, a difference how? Like you're looking to I'm actually, bulk I, up or something? Or what? Well, no, no, it's, you actually, for one thing, checking your weight every day and being able to see the graphs, you're not, it actually helps. You, you see the trend up, you see the trend down, you can start taking corrective action before you, uh, you know, go crazy. But I, I have to admit, I suck at all the balance games uh, so terribly, so terribly. So I never play those. I play a little bit of the aerobics games, like the Hula Hoop and the Advanced Step, which uh, is kind of like DDR, but uh, you know, not quite. And uh, yes, I play a lot of DDR, or I used to. Shut up. <laughs> Quit laughing at me. I, I, I've never played um, one of those games, except for more than like two minutes. But I see the kids. Like I see uh, those damn kids in, in, in the like the arcade mall, and... Um, just sitting there and, and going crazy, you know? But there's no real dancing, like, because there's no moving of anything above the knee, really. It's no, like just, it's, you know, uh, quick jumping around. No, but it is, a, it is a good way to get in shape, and uh, it's it's definitely, it's something interactive to do. I mean, since our topic has totally been games, I'm just going to keep it on games for the rest of this here. 
And have, have you seen Rock Band 2 coming out? Have you seen anything yes. on that? I mean, is that not awesome? Everything I hear about Rock Band 2 has been awesome. First of all, um, no new shit to buy. Yes, like everything you is, have works, nice. go buy the disc if you want. Now, I, I have heard there's like a $300 drum kit coming. Great if you want it. That, that's a lot of money oh. to spend on a drum kit. Although their drum kit sucks, and especially the pedal. The bass pedal is, is just awful. Where's your leg out? I hate it. Yeah. Um, Although I pretty much play drums entirely now. Like, are you the drum I, guy? I touch, yeah, I've not touched guitar in so long. I'm probably extremely rusty. Not that I'm great at drums. I can like maybe play hard on a couple of songs. And you well, know. you're doing better. I mean, I can choke on medium on drums. Yeah, I'm not the drummer. Uh, I'm totally the guitarist um, on on there. And and then some songs I'm the bassist. Like it does not get better for me than to come home, like get up work, hard day work. Pop in rock band and, and whip up Blondie, call me, and play bass on Expert. Like that just, you know, such stress relief. Um, that oh. doesn't get any better than that. So not only can you, a uh, rock band too, can you um, just buy the disc and use it with your current equipment, you can copy all of the rock band one songs to your hard drive on your Xbox 360. Um, I imagine PlayStation 3 would do the same. Uh, to the hard drive. And then you just pop in the Rock Band 2 disc and can play the Rock Band 1 songs. And Rock Band 2 and Rock Band 1 will both work with the same DLC. So the same download songs will work in either game. Hasn't That hasn't been a huge issue for me. I'm not, like, amazed at it because I've got Rock Band 1. I can play that. I'm sure when it comes out it'll be really nice. But um, Well, the, the thing would be you're over at somebody's house. Or they're over at your house, and you're True. playing, and you're all into it, and like, okay, now, it's, I'm, I'm there. Now, it's like, call me, Blondie, let's go. And it's like, oh, we got the Rock Band 2 disc out. Total buzz kills with the disc. Yeah, it's like, they're true. thinking, you know, this is a party game, and you just be able to flow on that. Now, contrast this to Guitar Hero, which I think Guitar Hero is totally fucking themselves. Activision is totally fucking the name over um, as hard as they can, as many times as they can, right? So, they finally have admitted that making the guitars not work, like, Guitar Hero controls work in Rock Band, but Rock Band control guitars do not work in Guitar Hero. Right, I and apparently, tried it, actually. Um, yeah, they don't go the other way. And apparently, um... Again, I haven't played Guitar Hero much since I got Rock Band because of drums. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't played Guitar Hero a lot, but they got the Guitar Hero World Tour. Have you heard of that coming, right? Yes. So they got their own kind of play catch-up to Rock Band. But at the same time, the download content is sparse. Where Rock Band has like three to five songs every week. Rock Band definitely did better download content, well, obviously, than Guitar Hero, and that's um, what they could have been. The, the guitars, they finally realized, like, hey, that's got to work. But of course, they're not going back and actually patching uh, the, the other games uh, for that, but the newer games, and I think maybe there is a patch for, like, Aerosmith Guitar Hero. But Aerosmith Guitar Hero pisses me off. Aerosmith Guitar Hero should be downloadable content. Like, this is the downloadable content you are not releasing. And they're going to do this with Aerosmith, they're going to do a Metallica, and I think there's another band that they've announced is going to have their own Guitar Hero game. And it's like, we're going to resell you the same game as many times as we possibly can. That might have worked if Rock Band wasn't over here going, you know, a buck or two bucks, grab his, you know, grab the song. Well, the thing is, I mean, you can get huge set lists from Rock Band, like, you know, the the Who track packs that they released, you know, some oh, of the, the Who track albums. pack kicked ass. That just yeah, and I mean these are like buying a separate expansion. But and honestly, Aerosmith doesn't appeal to me. I was never a big Aerosmith fan. So well, even the Aerosmith disc does not 
is not all Aerosmith songs. Right. It's the Guitar Hero style of you play a couple of songs and you move to the next level. And those couple of songs are like you are the warm-up band for Aerosmith. Yeah. And then you play as Aerosmith the last part. Which is kind of even weird, too, because your avatar is not on stage with Aerosmith. Like, you are playing as Joe Perry, Stephen Perry, Perry. Uh, Tom Perry is his name. The guitarist. Um, or the bassist, I guess. I don't know. Um, I've not played it, so i throw that out wow, there. Wow, so we're talking about a game we've never played. I, I, I've awesome. read reviews and, and checked up on it, and just to realize, like, I don't even want to give them money and endorse that model. Yeah, but honestly, like, I, I guess it's it's kind of like this. Like, I bought the 80s Guitar Hero game for PS2 because I freaking loved Guitar Hero when it came out. I don't even like the 80s. You know, 80s music, not my thing. Aerosmith, if I was still playing Guitar Hero as heavily as I was back there, yeah, I might have bought it, even though I don't particularly care for Aerosmith. Because you're not getting so, any other songs. Yeah, it's new stuff to play. And that's that's actually a huge point of any of the rhythm games. DDR. I own, like, I think almost every uh, DDR game for the PS2, except for that uh, whole Disney thing. Uh, and it's because the more songs you have, the better it is. You get tired of playing the same things over and over, but otherwise it's a fun party game. And oh. So, Rock Band 2, just awesomeness. I, I yes. think they're just, they're just doing it the right way. Um, and I think Activision is really going to pick up the Guitar Hero name. It, it's going to have to start dropping off, because why would you bother having to rebuy? I mean, well, first of all, do you even want to buy World Tour knowing that Oh, crap, there's another set of plastic drums. Now, if, Maybe a mic if they don't work. Because, well, they're not, they don't have the same number of pads. I think I read something on that. I think there was talk that it would allow you to I've use I've read the that there is an agreement to have a base level of functionality agreement. Like, Sony pushed for this. So Sony got screwed the hardest on the PS3. Because yeah. I think on the PS3, the Guitar Hero controllers didn't work in Rock Band. So on the Xbox, Guitar Hero controllers worked in Rock Band. But on the PS3, if I remember right, because of the Bluetooth thing or something, I don't know why, they wouldn't work. And Activision wouldn't allow uh, Harmonix, who does the um, uh, Rock Band, wouldn't allow them to issue issue a patch because there was some licensing involved with their controller. Which, by the way, uh, they got sued by Gibson uh, because they never re-licensed Gibson for Guitar Hero 3. Or maybe they would license it for Guitar Hero 3, but not Guitar Hero Aerosmith 3 and all these others. So, like, Gibson's like, where the fuck's our money? Like, you're using our guitar, where's our money? Um, I think I short-sorted on, on Gibson's side, because I do think these games may lead more kids into playing instruments. Beside the South Park, like, kids on instruments. Like, no, no, you do get kind of interested in it. It's gotten my girls interested in music I care about. You know, right. they like these songs now. Um... And it, it may open up. I mean, it's not going to take away, right? It's not going to steal kids from like, I want to learn to play musical instrument. Oh, wait, now i got, you know, rock band, so forget that. I don't do it. No. Yeah, it definitely it makes you feel like you could play a musical instrument. I'm coming from, you know, someone who has no, this is a, someone who has no musical talent at all, so. Well, the reason I never played Guitar Hero until 3 came out, and uh, that was shortly before rock band came out, so that tells you where I started, because I played real guitar. Right. And I was kind of like, fuck this game. Like, I play these songs, so I, I don't see the point of doing this. But it's, it's a game, and I was missing that. Like, it's a game, yeah. and you play it to have fun. And at the same time, having everybody, like, rock band 
with the experience of everybody in there. So, you know, World Tour coming out, um, Guitar Hero World Tour, which is just horribly named. Now, now they've yeah. got a franchise that's like, it's Guitar Hero, but it's, it's a whole band, band now. Well, they can't, I mean, where are they going to call it? I mean, Rock Band's already taken, and they don't want to look too much like their... Uh, which their, is their own fault, because, I mean, at one time, Harmonix worked and released yeah. with Activision, and they wanted to go in this route, from what I understand, you know, they wanted to take it this route, and... You know, Activision was very Activision-like and said, "No, we beat this horse to death. That's how we. That's how we do this." We and then EA issue all these crap. Yeah, crap. EA does over and over again. Mad. And EA picked them up and released Frog Man. I mean, that's the. Um, that's the funny EA, thing. You know, with Madden is like the worst case. Like there's, there's, you know, like all these stupid Madden games. And what do they do different? And you know, uh, they come out. They amazingly sell well. I can't knock them for that. Madden will be the top-selling game. Forever, uh, it, it always will be. Every time it comes out, but I mean, it's like, do you really need, you know, all these different Maddens? You you knocked off that uh, mango, passion fruit, energy drink there, so yep, that one is down. Uh, slide. So to end this one here, uh, last gaming related news: Have you seen anything on Fat Princess? I've seen. Uh, I've seen a couple of screenshots. So that. this is back to the. Um, this is PS3, isn't it? It's a PS3 download. So unfortunately, yeah, I, I'm not going to get to play this game. Again, I, I don't. So it's a real time yeah. strategy type of game, and what it is is each side has the other's princess. Okay. Who's fat? No, no, no. She's not fat when she starts. Really? Your team force feeds the princess to make her fat, so that it takes more guys to move her back to her <laughs> princess cast. So, I mean, I guess you can get to the point where, like, you need, like, 16 guys to lift the princess and move them across. Obviously, this is sparking some outrage. No! Yeah. So, I mean, this goes back, um, it's not in the same class as the Twin Towers thing, but it's definitely a point where, like, wait, is, is this an off-limit topic? I, hmm, wow, that's, that's tough. I don't know if it's off-limits. Depends on how they handle it. I mean... I guess... Or can we just say, it's not for everyone. Like, don't give this to, you know, my eight-year-old daughter. Well, it's so cartoony. It seems seems so funny that that would be an issue. I mean, we've had fat video game characters before. I mean, granted, they never became fat as you were playing Playing the game. It wasn't a mechanic. Like, there's a fat mechanic now we have created. Um, So, so Do we go ban Kirby? I mean... Do we seriously? Do we do we ban Kirby? That's true. He's a he's a fat little porker, isn't he? and he eats. I mean, his whole attack is eating. It, it is, and and regurgitating. In regurgitating, like there's a little um, bulimia involved in Kirby, or is that anorexia? I, I, get I don't stuff, know. But, I think it, it can be both. Um, and, and maybe hey, it, I don't know because the game's not out yet, and everybody has a talk in here. Maybe that's how you send down the princess. Like you get her to gag herself or something. You get a special unit that's a finger. And you, you send the finger across the map to, to gag the princess so that you only need, like, five guys to bring her out. Because it's real-time strategy. And that's the kind of things that you would need to do. Plus you get uh, to show uh, vomit in your game, which is, you know, always good for the Always kids. great. Um, uh, well, I mean, what would you have them do? Uh, send out uh, You send out a nutritionist to uh, make sure she eats a... Uh, you know, balanced diet, including fruits and vegetables. Well, that could be an awesome, like, upsell of the game. Like, no, 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 no. Like, the fat is bad. 
And it is, right? Fat's bad in this game because it's going to make your princess harder to move. Um, it's a freaking game. I mean, it's a real-time strategy game. Unless unless they want to go and completely make it uh, this uh, preachy game, it's a mechanic. Yeah, the graphics do not look preachy at all. Like, these are Marioized style caricatures of units and things. So I can't see that at all. I don't know. They've, they've, they've had some education. It's just an interesting games. game mechanic that... You um, forget the fact that you know, it's fat princess and everything, but that I have your flag, right? And I weigh down your flag. That's really what it is. It's a capture the flag game. Only the flags are you know instead of one flag in the middle, you have a flag at each base, and you're trying to capture those flags base and bring it back. But I can weigh down that flag. So the longer I possess your flag, the harder it's going to be, the more effort it's going to be to take. So that that's a really interesting dynamic because um, in these real time strategy games, sometimes there's two guys that get into playing, and they both kind of mass up massive armies, and there's 30 minutes of play where one side isn't interested in fighting, or both sides aren't interested in fighting. And here, there's an impetus like, no, 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 fight before you're ready. Like, you have to send out units before you feel like your army is perfect. Leave yourself vulnerable, because you're not defending the side because you sent an attack. That actually makes the game sound pretty cool. I mean, I was just... does sound cool. I think I would play it if I didn't have to spend $600 on a PS3, Which yeah. sounds like a piece of crap to me, if, like, everything I've ever read on it. Um, yeah, I, I guess if you... Well, I was going to say if you like Final Fantasy, but... Uh, well, that's I mean, coming to the Xbox, like, so... Yeah. But if you no, like I don't like Final Metal Fantasy. Metal Gear... Japanese RPGs? Didn't kiss my ass, man. They're just the most pointless game. Uh, Sicily plays it all the time, and she, she loves those type of games, and I don't see the freaking point. What, what like, do you not like about Menu combat. Them? Menu combat... Okay, I, I played... The original Final Fantasy on the NES and loved it. I played Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3, loved it. Played Chrono Trigger, one of the best RPGs of all time, loved it. I, I've never gotten more than like 30 minutes into any of these games, uh, even going back. And now, during back in the day of the NES games, I don't think I played a Final Fantasy. I, I it, it might have been like Dragon's Quest or something. Dragon like Warrior. Dragon Warrior. I like that. Okay, too. and. So the combat was menu based. The combat was menu based because it was a fucking eight bit system, and you know you couldn't like do like real time strategy party combat or whatever you know combat system you would do. Now we can. We have the CPUs, we have the RAM, we have the controllers, and you know it's been done tons of different ways. You can pick a system. To me, I just I don't play that. Like the the I can tolerate and even slightly enjoy Fallout combat. I don't know if you've played never Fallout played 1 or 2, no. but Fallout 1 or 2 were PC games, and they were a turn-based combat system uh, in which you had a set number of move points, and I could choose to take two shots at you just in your general direction, and that would be four points a shot, or I could spend eight points and target your head, you know, target the enemy's head or go for a crit shot, and it was role-playing too, so there were skills that I could train in to increase my ability to just shoot blindly or just increase my ability to target shot and, you know, can roll up that. But even that got tedious after a while in the gameplay, you know, when you come into a combat system because these battles last 15, 20 minutes and they're random encounters on the map. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Now you started talking about the dialogue. No, that's actually, I think that's more of what killed it. I, I will admit that the old Final Fantasy games, if I went back to them now, I'd probably feel the same way. Chrono Trigger, not so much. Have you played Blue Dragon? I have not played Blue Dragon. 
that thing goes on for fucking ever. So Sisley's playing that game right now. It's three fucking discs. And all the dialogue on there is not voice acted. So this is three fucking discs of game data. We're not talking three fucking discs of um, video and, and audio clips because every scene is voice acted, every scene is cinematic, every scene you know is on there is high content. That's few and far between. Most of the stuff is reading text on the screen, and it's still three discs long. And that's a DVD, right? Because an Xbox 360 is playing a DVD, I think. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, what, six gigs of... Uh, no, that's like 16. Six times three. Yeah, that's, that's a serious... 18 gigs of uh, 3D models and text. I think that's more per DVD, because they can probably dual-layer those DVDs. Like, normally we have, like, a single layer when we burn, right. which is four gigs. So eight gigs four is gigs. a double-sided okay. disc, right? So okay. We're talking 24 gigs of data that they have on this game, and and the, it would be another thing, too, if it was, like, in-depth, deep dialogue. But the dialogue is so stupid, obvious, bad anime dialogue going on in here that um, it, it's unreal. It's, you that know, is, like, hey, you're evil. I'm going to fight you. Ha-ha, I will stop you. Let's fight. That is sadly what has killed me since Final Fantasy VII. And probably back before, but I was too young to realize how... Uh, so what the hell was so great about Seven? Because everybody's like, oh, seven. I have no I idea. It. I played through the first disc, which... Uh... Okay, I'm not going to give anything away, but I played through the first disc. Dude, and... how... Okay, at this point, if you've not Eris played Final Fantasy dies. VII, and you don't know this, right? You've not connected to the interwebs in the last five years. Like, I know... That they die. That's like the one of the top gaming moments. Like on the okay. sites that rank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't worry about giving spoilers on a game. I told you that Hitler wasn't in Bionic Commander Rearmed and it came out a week ago. Yeah. Okay, good point. Anyway, Eris dies. You know, in, in the way that... Unlike the way she dies in the party where you can just use Phoenix Down. I don't understand how that works, but it does. Anyway. Yeah, I kind of hit the same thing. It's just because she... I don't remember too much about the game, but I, I have to admit... That so the fact that she dies makes it great, right? I don't know. It. Uh, I'm not. I played to that point because that's what everyone talked about. Honestly, I didn't like it as much because all the new Final Fantasies have been this mix of, um, you know, fantasy and technology that didn't really appeal to me. Not like the first ones. Twelve was really good. I like Twelve, and Twelve does away with a lot of the menu, menu mechanic that you're talking about. But it was also, or it also felt more fantasy to me than the other ones. You know what was a good seven? Ultima was a good seven. I like, think I never played any of the Ultima. You never played any of the Ultimas. No. You know, I mean, well, first of all, there was no menu crap combat in, in those games. And you had a party, you know, and, and you fought all at once. And this is a PC game, Ultima 7, I, I don't know, 92, 93, I think is when that game came out. Yeah. Uh, and and we, were, we had technology then to not have crap menu mechanic systems. But they just seem so trite and so tired. I don't know most... I've never seen a Japanese role-playing game that... And I'm a big role-playing game fan. I played Mass Effect so many times I've unlocked every achievement. I have 1,050 achievement points. Because if you download the expansion pack... It's not really an expansion pack. It's like an add-on mission that they sell um, through the Xbox Live Arcade or whatever they call it. You can get 50 more achievement points for completing that that download. So I have 1,000, and to get that, you have to play a significant amount of time of the game, like more than 75% of the game, with a party member. 
and you can only play with two party members at one time, and there's six total. So right there, you're playing the game three times through what crap? just to unlock those. Now there's also ones, and hopefully you, you've thought and planned it in advance, and I didn't, you know, because the first couple times I've kind of played it for fun. Right. Um, you have to, you know, use these certain powers, these certain number of times, and to get those, you have to take this path or start your character this way. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of role-playing games. Yeah. I, I love role-playing well, games. Well, I played... I played the crap out of uh, Oblivion. I have like 100 hours I mean, on that. So Bioshock. I got to backtrack on that because I played 45 minutes of Oblivion yeah. and took it back to GameStop and said, dude, really? give me my fucking money back. When you like Oblivion? Like, I, didn't, I didn't get out of the dungeon. There's your problem. If you, if you get People out of the dungeon... People have told me that. People have said, like, there's your problem. But dude, anyway, the, I get this from my grandfather. So my grandfather, you know, rest in peace, if he started watching a movie... And ten minutes into the movie, was not sucked into the movie, turned it off. Yeah, and Patrick Stewart didn't do it for you. King no, Captain Picard. He was like King creeper. Captain Picard. King Captain Picard was creepy and bad graphics too. Okay, yeah, I can. I mean, it I definitely had that. the feel of a PC game on the Xbox. I can, I can definitely see. It wasn't quite as bad as Morrowind was. It was a lot blockier, and but the point is. Um, Mass Effect, Bioshock, Oblivion, uh, more serious games than, you know, Final Fantasy VII with uh, Bioshock Kate Freaking Sith, or however it's pronounced. The, the what? Kate Sith. Kate Sith? That was my example of uh, Final Fantasy VII being the, the little cat thing riding the giant moogle or whatever it was. I don't even remember. The goofy stuff. I mean, huh. it's a different, it appeals yeah. to different audiences. So, all right. Well, I think that's a podcast um, there. And if, if you want, and you listen this far, and you want to argue with some of the stuff we said, you know, send an email to podcast at uh, chainsawbuffet.com. Yes, I will have that up by the, by the time, time that this gets produced. That, that email address will exist. Uh, and we may read it. We may read it on the podcast. And we will probably make fun of you. So, until but, then. you know, all of three people will see your, uh, your words. Well, hear your words. Sir. Well, that's the secret to success, is to criticize your audience, so we can totally make fun of these emails that come in. And that will generate more no, no, emails. No, 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 I'm just saying, from, from our uh, all of three listeners that we will have, including us. Including us, yeah, so we're in counting fact, uh, The funny thing, though, about the uh, Final Fantasy, if Nathan were here, this discussion would go uh, completely different, so... Uh, oh, Sister's going to be so pissed when she hears this. Oh, man. Yeah, she, she's, she's going to be missed out. So we may be revisiting... Final Fantasy, it may be a whole podcast topic of itself. I'm pretty sure sure we could do that. 